persist and we come back every time. Not droughts, acts of nature, politics, perfidy, human wrongdoing. This is the single most resilient, tough place I have ever known in my life. Nothing ultimately beats Saskatchewan. Friday and not just any old Friday. It's the end of the Gormley Show. I'm absolutely uh, just honored beyond words. We're reflecting. We're talking. We have. And I apologize for some of you. The, the weight on the phones. You are. We the air feed works on the hold though, right? Because you're able to listen to the show, and we're paying the freight on the uh, toll free. Although I guess if you're using, okay. Thanks for hanging on. We'll get to every call we can. One of the most memorable parts of this show, and this is an example of what an absolute rock star of a producer this guy was. And I've had uh, been blessed with many, many producers. Morning of the 2003 election, it's after the election. The, the NDP, I came back here in 98, the Romano NDP were reelected in 99. Although, weirdly... This brand new upstart party called the Sask Party that was two years old actually had more votes than the NDP. But just given the way the seats are distributed, the NDP had the most seats, but they needed to form a coalition with the Liberals. So you had three Liberal MLAs who went into two of them went in the NDP cabinet, one became the speaker. So then all of a sudden time goes by and Mr. Romano is able to hold together for four years a, a government where he has a coalition with the, the Liberals. He goes to the polls. The Sask Party, when that election is called, is ahead by 20 points. 20. And in one of the most brilliant political strategies I've ever witnessed, the NDP win. The Sask Party leader, a guy named Elwin Hermanson, takes a bite and breaks the first rule of politics. When someone asks you a question... And embedded anywhere in that question is the word if or in the event. That's hypothetical. So you can respond, but by saying, hey, I can't give you the answer you're looking for because that's never happened yet. It's hypothetical. A journalist throws out a question. If you had an offer and it was some billions of dollars, would you consider selling Sask Power? And he said, well, I guess if that happened, you'd have to look at it. Boom, boom, boom. The NDP scrap all their creative, everything else. They go to billboards, black, white print. The Sask Party is selling the crowns. A lead of 20 points actually goes down. The NDP in the 03 election win more seats than they did in 99. By this time, the new leader, Lauren Calvert, who, of course, became the leader after Mr. Romano stepped down in 2000. Mr. Calvert becomes the elected premier. And it was political genius. So it's the morning after that election. And this call doesn't go on the air. 
And that's one of the fact, you know, I haven't really shared that much with you over the years. It goes to the voicemail of our producer, Tyler McMurchie, who says, I think, John, we got something here. He gets one of the tech people in. They extract it into a studio off his uh, voicemail. And this call was a legend. Uh, Gormley, you're such a big bully on sour grapes. Now you just keep on knocking the victory. Shame, shame, shame on you because everyone knew how you were pulling for that rotten Saskatchewan party. They're nothing but the, but the resurrected uh, crooks of, of the PCs. Shame, shame on you. You're disturbing the, the community again today by giving all these digs to our wonderful victory. Richard Calvert, such a dignified, upright man. And, and, and you, you can't hack it. And you're going to have to leave the time alone, too. Thanks be to God for that. I tell you one, the one, the great one above was working last night. So you creeps, the creep of your friends couldn't get in. Shame on you. <laughs> Who was that producer? Tyler McMurchie, longtime Gormley producer, went on uh, to work in government in the public sector, uh, now with SGI, uh, one of their directors of communications and media. Well, my friend, I guess uh, just like your dad did and everybody else ultimately does, it's uh, time to step aside. Yeah, well, uh, I never thought this day would come, to be honest for you. I, I thought you'd be one of those, those guys just, uh, you know, you, you would just keep going. You would just keep going. And what they'd wheel, you know, they'd wheel me in every morning. <laughs> I, I just want to say off, off the top, obviously, I'm so flattered that I get to be a part of your final show. Although I do assume that I got booked because the actual shame lady was unavailable. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, I'll take it. I will take it, John. And uh, I'm just I, obviously congratulations. Uh, I know this has been on your mind for a while, really. And uh, still hard to believe this day has come, but. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for Marie. I know this means you're going to get to spend a lot more time with your kids and your grandkids. And, uh, you know, um, you, you put in 25 uh, amazing years on the radio. It's a, it's a, that's a hell of a legacy as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank you, my friend. And you and Tracy, I, I laugh because I remember when you started dating Tracy. Uh, I was at your wedding. You know, I've watched you. And I used to call you <clears throat> the son I never wanted. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, in so many ways, the relationship uh, has endured. And I'm, of course, a huge fan of you and your young family. And not so young anymore. I mean, the kids, no. are, kids are getting bigger no. all the time. No, I've got a 16-year-old who's uh, getting ready to take his driver's test. And, uh, you know, uh, no pressure on him to pass for the first time, I guess. <laughs> not much. But, uh, well, you know, it's funny because, like, when I look back at the time that we spent together, I mean, when you were in your mid-20s, you were an MP. But that's about the age I started working for you, and you know I wasn't I wasn't MP material. I would say I was just a dumb kid who uh, I felt like I didn't know anything about anything. So it was a really formative time in my life, uh, and and we're looking back now two decades. Um, but you know I learned a lot from you, not just about producing a radio show, but about this province, about politics, world events, life, relationships, fatherhood. Uh, management too, you know, like there's lessons that I've taken from, from having you as a boss that I try and impart into the, the people that I get to have the privilege of managing as well. So I know you're also the first person I ever heard talking about the zipper merge. So um, we've kind of <laughs> yes. come full circle on that too. So um, yeah, I mean, speaking of my wedding, I, I still remember how thrilled my marriage commissioner was that she, when she found out uh, that she was going to be sitting at the same table as you. So that was, that's one of the things that I, <laughs> In my whole life, you know, it's like, what's John Gormley? 
really like, you know, is he like that on the radio? And it's like, I always look at, you know, I used to be really into pro wrestling and, and like the best pro wrestlers are, are people when the, you know, the camera's on or the mic's on and the volume's turned up a little bit, but it's like an extension of their real personality. But like, if, you know, people who have had the chance to meet you in, in real, in the real world know just, you know, you're obviously a super smart, opinionated person, but you're gracious and, and you're like a really great listener, which I guess lends itself well to talk radio too. Well, I really appreciate this, my friend. And I wanted, uh, again, just to thank you because uh, there's a terrible drinking game that's never played. <laughs> name the number of John's producers. <laughs> now name them in order. Um, we've had a lot of people. I mean, many of them have said after three, four, six months, hey, you know, I'm moving on. I'm getting out of here. Some have said, you know, I'm going to start writing on, you know, in print. I'm going to be a broadcast journalist. Um, not a lot have stayed uh, for the length of time that you did. Uh, Taylor McPherson did. Uh, Tammy Robert did. Uh, you know, so we've had oh. a few producers who had a long run. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you've been fabulous. You didn't have to laugh there. Just I'm just going to keep talking. Um, and we're just going to move on after well, producers. I'm just glad that you and I were able to uh, have the, uh, a friendship and uh, a relationship that endured. And I, I'm so grateful to you like even after i moved on from the show like how supportive uh you've been in the friendship that we've had but also like you know you've always been there as far as uh advice goes and 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 you know uh like we have so many like the the time that we spent together there were so many defining moments on the show you know from green and white prognostication smartest radio listener those started during my time obviously the shame lady uh but uh you know big things too like uh 9-11 happened uh paul paul martin did his apology tour while we were yeah. doing the show you know um and uh but uh but honestly what what i remember is not so much even the guests or the segments it's just the feeling of like coming into work every day and trying to look at how we could make that show the best it could possibly be in the morning like we might have a show booked the, like when I left work at the, the end of the day, the previous, but, but you come in the morning looking to blow it up and, and make it as topical and as engaging for listeners. And, you know, before social media was even a thing, we were talking about engagement. It maybe we didn't use that term, but like, that's what it was about. Right. And, yeah. um, and when things went wrong or things like went south, you know, I can still see that look through the glass that you would get in your eyes, like you. I apologize for that, but that's involuntary. Like, like I, I can't. It's like a dog, you know, a, like a dog turns to the water dish or the food dish. I gotta eat. When things screw up, I get that look in my face, and I try to mask it, but I can't. And people wouldn't know listening. They just hear you talking as calmly as could be. But like, you know, on the other side of the glass, we're like, oh, we gotta fix this now, or we gotta get him something. What do you do? You know, that that's a, kind of like my one of my enduring memories. And uh, but like going through that, you know, it either forms a really strong. Bond or, or maybe makes you hate each other's guts. I'm, I'm glad we got the former of that. You know, we, we're, we're still close to this day, and uh, I'm just like so grateful to you um, for uh, for uh, the opportunity to 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 work with you. I mean, I know a lot of producers did. You had a few even in the year and a half I worked for Alco before, before it, but uh, but I'm I'm really grateful for the years we got to spend together, and you know, like um, and uh, and the friendship that you've uh, shown me in the years since. You take care, my friend. Thanks so much. Yeah, you as well. Tyler McMurchie. Okay, two of my favorite among many, many people, Cheryl and Jolly Nagel, Mike Cruz, who's filled in for this show, but personally, one of my best friends, they phoned in. Let's chat with them next and you. It is the final Gormley show. Um, it was going to happen, and so it's here. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. 
Anytime I need a highly scientific sampling of public opinion, like a poll, we go to the phones on the reality check. My old friend, I recall the times we had hanging on my wall. I wouldn't trade them for gold. Cause they laugh and they cry me. They somehow sanctify me. I'm John Gormley, the final radio program. I'm absolutely overwhelmed by you. Uh, Jessica, I'm going to miss listening to you on the important topics that get missed by so many in the media. You got me through being at home with my four precious kids, all five and under when number four was born. The oldest is now 14. You were my adult conversations during the days. My husband would sometimes complain Gormley got talked about so much, even though it was my husband who was the one that introduced me to you. You'll be missed. I'll continue to tune in when I can. I will look forward to Evan Bray and uh, thanks for being a part of our home. Jessica, I'm touched by that. Had a great one that I've lost on the text. My mom used to always talk about Gormley. I'd roll my eyes. I now tell my kids about Gormley. They roll their eyes. The circle of life. <laughs> Sherilyn Jolly Nagel, farmer, ag advocate, good friend of this show. Hey, I'm glad you got in. Thanks for uh, calling, my friend. Oh, cheers to you, John. Honestly, it's been, it's been such a pleasure to be on your show all of these years, but to be able to say goodbye to you on your last show, that's, that's a real honor. Well, thank you so much, and I hope uh, all's well, you and yours and the kids in the farm. In, oh, the, the farm is doing fantastic, really and truly. Uh, I have a couple of things that I need to admit before you go. It was me that started the campaign to stop you from taking holidays during harvest. (laughs) (laughs) The farming community did not like that. So we were banding together to make sure you couldn't take holidays. That got a little traction there for a while. I was actually getting a fair (laughs) bit of heat every fall. You You can't go away. Well, thank you. Yeah, good. Well, good. You did a lot for us. You did a lot for for me as, you know, somebody really young, really naive and, and a high-pitched voice. And you let me share that weaker perspective over the airwaves. And you know what, John, back, back in those days, there was only two ways you could be an influencer in agriculture policy. One, you could write a letter to the editor. And two, you could be on the Gormley show. And you gave us so many opportunities to share our policy positions on your show. And that really and truly did help advance a lot of those issues for us. Well, and you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for your stage advice and your candor. The the farming community is so appreciative of you. And I am serious. If you'll have us at Moss Bank, we'd love to show up for Harvest and Help. Heck yes. You and Marie are welcome anytime, but don't kid yourself. We will put you to work. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it, and I thank you. Very good friend of mine who has filled in this show over the years, Mike Caruso, insurance broker, group benefits broker in Saskatoon. Hey, brother, thanks for calling. The lines are pretty brisk this morning. Yeah, I had trouble getting in. And... Um... 
you know, I'm trying to think of the positive here, and there is one I can think of. You and I can finally have lunch at noon rather than 1 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I've always hated waiting that hour, but I never let you know that. Well, thank so, you. Um, you've done a lot. Like, you know, you've, you've given so much of yourself to this province, and I think the biggest contribution you gave was you made people question why they thought the things they did. When you came on, we just were kind of rolling along Saskatchewan, doing things, and sometimes not understanding why we did things, but you made us question ourselves. And I think that was the biggest contribution you gave to this province. And, uh, you know, you did it for 25 years, and you were always level. There, there, you, you and I obviously know each other very well. You've had, during, your, during the 25 years, you've gone through some tough times, but you never let it show on the show you're always professional, you're always even-tempered, even-keeled, and it didn't matter what was going on, you always gave people the best you could every single day for 25 years. And that's the most impressive thing about you. Uh. And, and I'll, leave you, I'll leave you with this. You are the best conservative commentator in the country of Canada, but you're an even better friend. Uh, well, thank you, brother. We'll see you soon. Thank you, bud. Mike Cruz. Um, yeah, good buddy of mine. You know, it's interesting he said that. He knows this because he knows me. But I did reflect, and on the sad note, it's as sad as I want to be today, um, a year in, my wife and we were childhood sweethearts, married, very, very young. You know, discussion that didn't go well. I want to go back to Edmonton. And I said, well, I, it's going to be tough for me to go back to Edmonton. And she said, I didn't say you. And it was the end of my marriage, 22 years. Um, then she passed away a number of years later, breast cancer. My dad died as well. And there were those three incidents, the end of my marriage, uh, the death of Lee's and my dad, uh, I went to work and you just work because that's what you do. And it's alignment and engagement. And, you know, we're all on the same page and you know about me, but there's certain things you haven't known about me some days on the show. Cause I just felt better if you didn't, but, uh, Thank you. This has been an amazing run. Okay, do you think I will actually get... Should, should the mission be all eight callers who are on the board? We will do that next on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. But do you remember the legs of the prosecution test? Is there a reasonable likelihood of conviction? And is the prosecution in the public interest? I've been trying to work on that as a karaoke song for years, but vocal health 
<laughs> precludes trying to do a Joe Cocker impression. I'm John Gormley. This is the final show. I am absolutely honored and thank you. Uh, okay, a couple of questions are emerging on the text, and I've been trying to respond to your text. I've been trying to read them, but there are hundreds of them, and, I, and I'm, I'm honored. Um, two questions get asked a lot. Is there any kind of political career ahead now that I'm stepping aside? Absolutely not. I was young. I was 25 when I first got involved in this nomination uh, back in the day. You know the time. Do you know the timeline of my life? Grew up in the Battle Forge, lived in the old town. My mom's still 93, is in the same house I grew up in. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, the Battle Forge has always been so near and dear. So I leave there. I work at CJNB for Harry Decker when I'm in the 12th grade. I walk in there one day and say, this sounds like a neat job. That's how much radio school I had. <laughs> None. Zip, zero. I've always felt a little embarrassed by that. So I took a year off after high school, worked at CJNB, then went to university, and radio was in my blood. And I often talk to young kids about this. Radio is addictive. It's a wonderful medium, but it gets in your blood. So what was full-time university and part-time radio over the period of about a year and a half became full-time radio, part-time university, which didn't go over so well at home. Uh, then married very young, working at CKOM on 8th Street in Saskatoon. I'm a news reader at this time doing reporting, that kind of thing. And that's where I meet Pam Leyland. She's only 18. I'm 20. And Pam is my boss today. She's the president and CEO of Rocco Radio. And she was one of the people instrumental in convincing me to come back and do this show. But So it was those days back in the 70s, the early 80s. 1978, I do my very first talk show. It's the middle of the election in 78 provincially. I've just turned 21. I'm that mouthy kid in the newsroom who knows everything. And the general manager station comes and says, we need someone to do three shows next week. I've booked Premier Blakeney, I've booked Ted Malone, the Liberal leader, and I've booked Dick Culver, the Conservative leader. Would you do the show? And I'm, yes. And I was terrified. And then they kept me on. (laughs) And that became my talk show. I moved the show to CFQC in 19, early 82. And uh, did a pretty big show there for a lot of years. Then in 84, so I'm young. I get involved in this conservative nomination back in the Battlefords. I win the nomination. 84, I become an MP. One of the great honors of my existence. And this is the classic example of life happens when you're making plans. I never planned to be a politician. I never planned to be a radio person. I wanted to be a lawyer. (laughs) So, But I didn't get around to all that. So one term in Parliament, I'm defeated four years later. And being defeated in federal politics is fascinating because you're commuting halfway around the country. you got a house there, a house here. I mean, it is hard. And I don't care, left, right, center, you earned your way into the House of Commons and you worked there. It's not easy. And that was way before social media. So all of a sudden, the phone's ring and it's all broadcasting companies. Hey, come back to a talk show from here, but also a couple of stations in Toronto. And I said to myself, if I don't do law now, I never will. So I apply, and then I go to the law school at the College of Law, U of S. Three years of law school, one of the most exciting, stimulating, challenging, fulfilling times I've ever lived. 
being a law student, but of course got two small kids, a wife, and it's so that's life. Move to Edmonton, article practice, and I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life in Edmonton, which is a city I love. It was just like Saskatoon, but bigger. You know, the old CP hotel on one side, university, downtown, the river, the parks. I mean, then Gordon Rawlinson and Pam Leyland phone. And then that's how I end up back here in 98. So weird circuitous thing, isn't it? So start in radio, end in radio, law in the middle, still practice law now. And I will be practicing more law. I'm going to join up with two friends of mine, Stephen and Larry Cipherling. And their Cipherling Law is a boutique firm that does only employment law. And that's what I do. So I'm going to be with them. Not full time, but they that'll be a place I'll do some legal work. And I am so pumped. And that'll be part of a more flexible life. So am I going to run for politics? No, absolutely not city, not provincial, not anything. Second question, will you come back and guest host? No. And I laughed because one of our gang here who was an executive actually says, John, in the name of all that is good, don't ever guest host. And I laughed because he gave the exact same reasoning that I'm using. When you're in the entertainment space and we do what we do, this show is done now. There is going to be a continuation of talk radio with a brand new host, Evan Bray, and he's going to be fabulous. But he's not me, and I'm not him. It's not fair to you and to him if all of a sudden I'm that guy who keeps coming back. And that was a little contentious even around here. I shouldn't reveal too many stories in the negotiations, but, you know, there was a push, come back and guest host. I don't think that's fair. And I laughed. It's not fair to Evan because people compare me to him. It's not fair to me and my sensitive ego because all of a sudden after a few months they go, holy cow, that Evan's way better than you were, Gormley. So the point is, Evan is going to do his show and I'm going to be listening keenly. Love it. Okay, let me make sure we get every single call on the radio and we're going to really move quickly. 877-332-8255. Now, when I see... First-time caller, long-time listener on the final show, I better go to Trent in Saskatoon. Trent, thanks so much for your patience. Appreciate you hanging on. Oh, glad to be here, John. Thanks for taking my call and being first-time callers on me. I should have called sooner. (laughs) You should (laughs) have. Yeah, other than SSRL, it's the first call for me, so thank you for taking it. Uh, You've given me one of those where were you when Gordley announced his retirement moments. And driving home from a morning appointment, I get home, and my wife says, What's up? You look like you lost your best friend. I said, John Gormley just announced his retirement. (laughs) So it's been a great run. I've enjoyed your discussions about issues like federal and civic affairs. Very educational and entertaining, to say the least. Uh, Yesterday, when you played the circus clown music, I laughed so hard. That was epic. <laughs> that was on brand, though. I didn't even know that was coming. So, oh, you know, yeah, thank thank was, our talented producer for that. Well, thank you, Brando. That was epic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listening on hold has been great, though. It's better than all that elevator music you get elsewhere. So it's been enjoyable. The recaps uh, has really refreshed my memory of a lot of what I like to call Gormleyism. And that's probably my biggest takeaway from your show and share a couple of them with you here quickly. But one of my favorites that's on permanent rerun in my vocabulary is the granola crunch and Birkenstock and tree hug and earth muffins. 
very entertaining. <laughs> and not not they, not for gorilla munching, tree hugging, Birkenstock wearing people. They they take great exception. Oh, then you sure. throw latte in, and they're not pleased. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just like you don't want to, you know, no no uh, insult to clowns, of course, from that conversation. Uh, <laughs> The other one takes me back to a show you did on public washroom hygiene or lack of it. And when you used the phrase, foot flushers anonymous, I swear I yelled into the phone. I've been doing that for years. See? So that's another one that's in my, in my uh, permanent vocabulary. <laughs> so I think I'm uh, hopefully one of the inaugural members of that club with you because it's been so long. <laughs> Thank you, so, man. Anyway, uh, all the best in retirement. I've thoroughly enjoyed your show. I'm going to keep listening next week to Evan Bray. I hope Conspiracy Kevin doesn't pull any punches on him, but maybe go easy on the first call. <laughs> Good advice. Appreciate that. 877-332-8255. Joanne in Rostron. Thanks for hanging on, Joanne. Uh, final show, uh, what do you say? John, it's just a privilege this morning to have the opportunity to speak with you. And uh, I just wanted to share a couple things. So I'd like to say that my mom was your biggest fan. Um, I can still picture her flicking on the radio and shushing us all to be quiet because Gormley was on air. Um, I lost my mom a year ago, and oh. I wouldn't do her justice today if I didn't call in and wish you well. Um, because of her love of you, I became your number one fan. And my husband, same story, said, what is wrong? I said, Gormley's retiring. How can that be? And I just wanted to thank you personally for giving Saskatchewan people the courage to have a voice. Um, my husband likes to think he's still the smartest radio listener. I don't think so. But I just wanted to say, cheers, John. Well done. Thank you so much. Joanne, thank you so much. And all the best to you and the family. Thank you. This is the final show. Dale in Regina. I think I know this, Dale. It's a voice from the past, John. The Dale Johnson. A long time. This is great to hear all this reminiscing. <laughs> I, I was a, over the past quarter century. I was a newscaster at CJME in Regina and did the news on the Gormley show from about 99 to 02. I remember that. Well, actually, you and I, of course, go way back to those early days when I was at CKOM part time in the 70s. That's right. And that's when we started the summer of 76. And I was at another station. And uh, I remember one night, the DJ I was working with said, uh, it was about 11 o'clock, and he said, uh, hey, you want to go, uh, Newton J was his name, he said, do you want to go for pizza? He said, I'm going with my old friend Dana Mack, who was working at CKOM, right. and he said, he's bringing his newsman too. <laughs> That's <laughs> That right. was you. That is how we met. We hit it off. The next night, you and I went for pizza, just you and I, just to talk about uh, the news business and the radio business. And we've kept up over all these years. Dale, <laughs> the memories are flooding back. And you, of course, are a car guy. You've written books on cars and you continue. Yes, and you had me on when I've had when my first book came out, which yeah. was great. Dale Johnson, automotive journalist, a longtime journalist around Saskatchewan. And what was the car you had? It was the orange or red? The, the orange Venture, a 1973 Pontiac the Venture. Venture. <laughs> I remember that car. And I had a brand new Honda Civic I'd saved up, and I spent 3600 bucks on a brand new <laughs> Honda Civic. And uh, I remember even in those days comparing cars. And that Venture is still in my driveway. So, R Really? Yeah, it is. 
Uh, so all the best. Whatever is ahead for you, it's going to be great. It's uh, a great new chapter, and uh, you're going to have fun, and it's going to be very interesting. So all the best. Dale, thank you so much. Ooh, the memories are flooding in. Hang on, more calls next. The final show. I'm John Gormley, and this is where Saskatchewan comes to talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm glad I didn't know. Do you feel better now? I do. No, good plan. Yeah, you make a hell of a lot of sense. This is what the show's all about. Passionate people having passionate debates. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the I'm John Gormley, the final show. Gosh, uh, this is amazing. Many of you have been hanging on a long time, and I apologize to Harold. Harold, the phone lines are uh, busier than usual today. Thank you so much, sir, for hanging on and for calling. Yeah, it's uh, really been a privilege uh hearing you over the years, and I want to say that uh, I've been challenged to communicate more clearly and also be more knowledgeable of uh, what's happening, you know, in society and politics and in the important issues. So you've been a real challenge to me. And one of the highlights was whenever my brother would come up from Chicago, I'd take him down to Sass Drive, and uh, he'd uh, be on your show. And then one uh, time you were there live, and I uh, was allowed to sit in the studio with you and saw you firsthand. And that was a real challenging time and a memory I'll never forget. So thank you, and also thank you for the interest you have taken in the newcomers' ministry. Uh, We have worked with newcomers now for 12 years, and uh, they need our encouragement, and you have been interested in that. So, well, Harold, thank you so much. Harold Lutzer, who does a lot of work uh, with newcomers to Canada, newcomers to Regina. Uh, Kristen and Kenora, Kristen, you were part of our WTF panels over the years. Thank you so much for getting in on the phones. Oh, John, I'm so happy to be here. You know, you've always been that larger-than-life figure, and, you know, I I thought you would always be there. And um, when you announced that you were stepping back, I literally had no words. And as you know, but some of your listeners probably don't, that never happens. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just saying congratulations and we're going to miss you just seems so hollow. And you deserve better than that. So I'm going to try and tell you that you've unknowingly been, you know, the friend, the companion. You've been in my home, my car, my office, and wherever I went over the years. You know, you kept me engaged and entertained, you know, through so many stages of my life. When you first came on the air, I was just in junior high. So, you know, you were there when I was just a, you know, dumb kid thinking I had the world at my feet and thought I knew it all. And then, you know, when I was a carefree university student, you know, I'd still tune in between my morning classes. And then you were there as I was newlywed and I was just starting my life. And 
you know, then when I was a mom and I was at home with two kids and thinking, oh my God, these days are never going to end. And you are like my adult conversation in the morning. You know, <clears throat> you've been there through so many different things. You know, as, as I've worked my way through my career and I'm trying to make my mark. And then, you know, when I moved back to Kenora and I wasn't working anymore because we worked for my husband's job. And I got to listen to you every morning. My boss and I, back at my old job, we used to fight over the radio. And um, I would turn it on Gormley, and she would come in, and she would, you know, turn it on to something else. Kristen, but, um, this is, it's been a delight. Uh, and been. I've got to meet you personally, which has been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for this, my friend, and uh, don't be a stranger. Oh, I won't be a stranger, but you know what, John? Um, you know, I just owe you a debt of grati- gratitude for unknowingly being my friend and my teacher and uh, my distraction. Kristen and Kenora, I've been honored and humbled 25 years with you on the radio show. We've learned from one another. We've shared some remarkable moments together, some wonderful, some tragic, many life-changing. May the best come to you and yours in future. I'm John Gormley, the final show on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.